everyone and welcome back to the Grown Folks podcast and welcome to episode two in our hashtag black owned mini series. Today I'm going to be following up episode one which was all around black owned business, entrepreneurship and the like with my brother Ruben and it is therefore fitting that I am joined by my other brother. I've only got two, it's all right, it's not going to be a whole week of me talking to my brothers but you know. My brothers. brothers. Well it might be. (laughs) You know. It might be. It it may well be yeah. Um, But yes I'm joined by my brother Rio um I'll let him do his intro because I don't want to, you know, do him a disservice. Yeah. But we're going to be talking about black history, re-educating or educating yourself on all things that pertain to the history of black people. Mm. Um, We might go global. We might keep it UK. um, We might talk around the topic uh, as far as like sources of knowledge um, or information that you can find. Uh, and we might just talk, you know, quite widely around what's been going on in the news and, you know, in the world as a whole. But he's here. We're just going to get chatting and I'll let him introduce himself to you yeah. guys. So, obviously, you guys have been dying. No, I'm <laughs> but yes, um, it is me. She's not lying to you. Uh, I haven't done a podcast in so long. I know. But there's no way to do a podcast. You just start talking. But yeah, my name is Rio. Um, 22 years old I just feel like this is like my Tinder video <laughs> 22 and I'm from Manchester no, I think. <laughs> but, um, come t- on down <laughs> 20, I'm 22 and despite the way she's do you know it's funny once I say my description you're like how the, fuck, how the hell is this guy gonna help <laughs> well, but I'm a DJ Yeah, I do events and I'm also a sound engineer and a music producer amen so I'm in love with sound, mm. um, uh, more so the than sound beat. of his own voice. Sometimes. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that's the joking. best sound I've ever heard. <laughs> but um, and then more so than that, I'm I'm a serial bookworm. Mm. As if you guys were in this room right now, you'd really be able to see. Yes, you can't turn to a corner and not see a bunch of books. Yeah, but um, uh, yeah, I don't mean that in a braggadocious way, though. Just, just in case anyone's thinking, oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying. Calm down, man. But, um, yeah, hopefully hopefully, I can say something that inspires people to go out there and to seek knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, or if not, at least I, maybe I say something that informs somebody yeah. in the here and now. So, yeah, man. Thanks awesome. for having me on. No problem. And this isn't the first time that I'm talking to Rio on one of my platforms. So, mm. we did a YouTube video, actually. Yeah. Um, years ago actually probably back in 2015 yeah oh um, my god on my channel so i'll link that below as well in the episode notes um but that was all about books again some yeah. of the books that you'd read yeah probably... i just it's just when i kind of started getting into the the flow of reading yes um and some of them we might mention today actually so oh, yeah. do go and check that video out as well um but i want to talk about your journey <laughs> Mm. as far as educating yourself on black history yeah um so obviously you've grown up so I've, I've got um uk us listeners yeah so you've grown up in the uk schooling system yeah talk to me about what um what the curriculum looks like or looked like back then for black history yeah well i mean they it looked like I mean it probably looks probably maybe it looks worse today who knows yeah. but it looked it was like on Black History Month they would say something <laughs> do you know what I'm saying yeah. but um 
black history in general throughout primary school and early second and basically secondary school mm. wasn't really taken seriously outside of the month mm. until maybe sixth form history where and around that time as well that was so i was in sixth form from around 2014 to 2016 mm-hmm. so around that time as well i think there was also the formation of black lives matter movement happening as or whatever and okay. race was being like becoming again a big talking point in public discourse mm-hmm. so i think some whether it was good intention or they were just trying to get us to shut up they started to put things in the curriculum but i didn't do history mm-hmm. um in at sixth form but um, in the weird way, though, secondary school did facilitate the beginning of my learning mm-hmm. of um, black African history, yeah. pre-colonial, post-colonial, present even. And but it was in very indirectly. It was through um, it was actually through rap music. Funny enough. Oh, yeah. Um, Talk so to me about that. in year eight, mm-hmm. Fire in the Boost had just started. Yeah. And my friends always kept showing me about it. Granted, they went. <laughs> Not not no slate on there, but they were trying to show me the rappers that were trying to educate me. <laughs> or not on the right things anyway, you know what I'm saying? But actually no, one did one did show me um a rapper called Loki in the in the UK. Mm-hmm. Um hopefully somebody out there knows him. Mm-hmm. But um he was uh he's um of Middle Eastern descent. Um I can't remember where exactly. Um and but he was talking about um the injustices going on over there and Palestine and West Bank and and a lot of things, but then he'd also touch on other um, his historical atrocities, like um, even like modern day slavery. Mm-hmm. I heard him rapping about that. This is I'm in year eight, fam. I'm getting this knowledge. <laughs> I'm thinking, yeah, I'm becoming militant in a way. <laughs> um, and then through him, mm-hmm. I that's where I first discovered Akala as well through music because Akala and him have a lot of have a few tracks together. Okay. And then I discovered this whole like conscious UK rap community as well. Mm-hmm. And um and when you say conscious rap, what, yeah. what would you define that as just for anyone who's new to the rap game? So um conscious rap is the type of rap that is geared towards um I guess speaking about educating people. Yeah. I guess through rap, whether okay. it be on what they feel to be spiritual matters or on on uh history or on the present state of mankind or them or themselves it's just it's rap that's very aware okay yeah it's a it's a rap that brings you into awareness i'd say um some of them don't like the label of conscious Mm. because you're kind of saying other rappers are unconscious Mm. and it's like well some of them are very conscious about what they're rapping about and who's to take away from their experiences yeah you know but um but anyway so you're into conscious rap yeah you're listening to the likes of loki akala mm-hmm. yeah akala in akala in particular because akala was talking about um the libraries of and i'll explain all of this stuff in more detail but libraries of timbuktu egyptian statues and why noses are missing um uh how um there's like Oh, like he would literally give you full on st- statistics. Mm-hmm. He's like, I remember there's one bar where he goes, "That's twenty five thousand square meters seventeen down," and he keeps repeating it. Yeah. But he's talking about um an ancient place in Africa where um they found found the ruins from for some kind of um mathematical instrument. But it's it is very interesting because it goes back to um, prehistoric times um, where we were. Where we were more more so hunter gatherers, so but okay. we'll get onto all of that later. Yeah. Um, and so, what are you feeling when you're um, not what are you feeling, but yeah. what are you thinking when you're discovering all of this 
I guess it's just a whole realm yeah. of yeah knowledge, knowledge being thrown you, at you. Yeah, yeah. Initially, there's it's weird. You have two feelings. You have one. The first feeling is like of excitement because it's like wow, I'm learning things that I never knew before, mm. and and there's also the excitement of oh, no one else knows this. So yeah. it's like it's like I'm being let into the secret club in a way, because mm-hmm. um, it's the tribe. It's the tribe in us as humans. Mm-hmm. But then there's also this feeling of like I've been robbed. And I've been, in some cases, lied to mm. all my life, and and that resentment, and you got you got to watch that resentment when you start because you'll start to throw it at at people who knew no better as well. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like I was thinking, ah, oh, mommy and daddy never told me this stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> I had to wait for I had to wait for damn rap. There's yeah. one genre they hate that I listen to probably. Yeah, there's a genre that's putting me on or whatever. But I love them. They're great. The irony of it, you know. <laughs> um, and yeah, that so. But there was very much a feeling of, like, I could have... Actually, no, it was early enough for me that it was like... I was always like, yeah, this came out at the right time. Because when you do learn about African history as a whole... Mm. And yes, there are a lot of negative parts, as there is with any nation or people's history. Mm -hmm. But when you really learn about the good we did, especially at that young age where you're a bit more impressionable Mm -hmm. it can give you such a big confidence boost and i remember year seven i was quiet year Mm -hmm. eight that's where i started to gain my confidence Mm -hmm. like even the way you're hearing me speak right now on the phone is no doubt is no doubt a direct effect of uk rap Mm. to be honest with you and he said phone obviously he means studio because you know we've got a professional set up over here yeah sorry sorry come on come on come on come on (laughs) no it really is my phone um but you could have come to the studio this is true (laughs) next one the next Next one one. um so okay so you are you know delving in um what are the first things that you're like... Okay, where do you go first? So you've uh, heard all of this stuff in his music. Yeah. Where do you go next? So where I go, and you'll be able to relate to this, mm. but I go to everybody else. <laughs> and I take everything everything that I'm confused, excited and annoyed about, I, I'm blurting it out at people. Yeah. I'm like, nah, you guys don't understand this. You guys did that to us, this, this, that, blah, blah, blah. And then some cases maybe i have a point in most cases maybe i'm just a bit angry if i'm being honest Mm. and then in other places i have questions for usually my older peers and black people Mm -hmm. or sometimes i even enjoy just educating people like did you know this did you know that Mm -hmm. and i'll be honest in the at the home in the family life it was cool Mm. um i remember the cousins taking to it this is even before then actually Mm. this is even before then and i don't think i was very expressive as well too tough but Mm. Amongst my, amongst some of my friends, yeah. it did, because it wasn't just that I was talking about. I was just talking. I was even talking about current injustices. I became like a social justice warrior. Yeah, I still am at yeah. heart, but I was really on the front line. Like, <laughs> you I, did you do social studies? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Sociology. I did. Actually, yes, yes, yes. Okay. and yeah. and that was a direct result of the music when okay. we got our chance to finally pick. I was like, yeah, we're definitely doing sociology. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah, and then but then I kind of felt like I kind of became the serious all the time friend, mm-hmm. and so then what happens is there's like a so then I regress into just being the class clown okay. until I'm reawakened in sixth form, okay, which is where shit got real, <laughs> basically. So sorry, I wasn't supposed to swear. That's I? fine. That's yeah, fine. They love it. Um, <laughs> I'm not monetized anyway. Oh, great. Um, Black but don't man. you know? <laughs> so. What were some of the um, songs, I guess, early on in your 
education or re-education yeah that songs videos books like what were some of the resources that you would say are really good for a beginner okay well the first so this is the first thing i'll say about starting out to learn about history is are you prepared to learn because yes it's it is going to be exciting at times but other times you're going to be sat going through like you know how you feel at school even in your favorite subjects sometimes it's going to be like that if you're really serious about learning and educating yourself mm-hmm. it's never just going to be always a glorious journey and even even mentally in regards to your mental health it could be yeah. taxing yeah so you have to be careful but um so what but if you generally have the attitude and the heart that you want to sit there and learn then where do you start well in that case you can honestly i'd say start anywhere but just start i like what would somebody type into like a a youtube search because i always think Mm. our generation maybe the generation slightly before and slightly below yeah probably be like right let me go on youtube see what information is out there what would you type in i'll give i'll give if you were a beginner yeah if i was a bit okay so if you want to just kind of start i would type in i'm gonna literally do it I'll, t- I'll search Akala um, and then I'll type in history. Yeah. Um, and then write. Oh, yes. Here's a good place to start. Akala's um, Oxford Union address. And he covers a lot of what he speaks about in his songs okay. um, um, in that. And he does a very comprehensive view of black and African history in total. Mm-hmm. Um, a good thing to check out of his is his first fire in the booth. That's where he um, he really starts spitting knowledge. Mm. With, like, um, I don't want to do the raps, you know what I'm saying? I mean, they're, they're not ready for that. <laughs> you guys don't want to hear that. Different podcast. Yeah, yeah. Different, different day. But, um, we'll be back. But, but that's where, yeah, that's where you'll feel schooled, but you'll be happy. Yeah. You'll be happy. Now, is that, that, I feel like without having listened to that, mm. that would be very um, digestible for a black audience yeah now let's say somebody knows absolutely nothing let's say yeah i'm white or i've grown up mm. in a culture that just doesn't know anything about black history or, or about um, the civil war or you know the slave trade or yeah. anything like that well what Sorry, civil rights yeah. yeah so it would it depend if it's if it's a people who just generally are ignorant of history in general mm. then I mean, that's a whole other podcast about what to do with them, yeah. you know, because they, they're, they're just against learning. And that's, and that's a tough thing to fix. And there are some people who are generally like that. Mm. They like their way and that's it. Yeah. Um, but if you're open. I'm yeah. Saying, but if you're, if you're open, say, you're open. say maybe they know about British history and their own family history and stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, you've got, or maybe they claim to be interested in history in general. Well, then mm. great, because Africa is world history. In fact, mm. in in regards to human population and human culture and civilization, this, this is where you should start. Mm. So your history is greatly incomplete. Um, if you're already into history, but or or maybe you're not, but you're excited about starting out, yeah. Um, so to speak. Now I answered the question. That has answered the question. Mm. So let's talk about um. Let's talk about mental health because you touched on that. Yeah. And you um, made, a, made it a point to say that people should be prepared to be... Oh, I guess to kind of go through a mental state that yeah. is a bit... Um, it's, I don't know what the right word to use is. What would, it's how a, would it's you a roller coaster. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a it roller, is. There's ups and downs. It is. And as, yeah. a, as a black 
young man mm. um you at the beginning of your journey were going to or, or you went on a journey to learn a lot of um traumatic things that yeah. happened in the history of your people yeah. especially being african yeah um or of ugandan descent oh um so i guess would you how would you advise people in terms of treading that path yeah so what what i would have done differently mm. is and it was some people might not like the phrasing of this but uh i'll try to clarify as clearly as possible but i wouldn't go into it for the purposes of just knowing about black history mm. as in i wouldn't go into it with so much of the intention of being a part of a, a team mm. or, or or a tribe because usually with humans that's where things start to go wrong mm. great example the edl they're all team England, but they're a bit too for it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so I would definitely suggest um, going into it with, with the intention, like I said, to learn in mm. general and mm. to enlighten yourself because this is going to be good for you. Yeah. Um, and that might stop you. I mean, it might not. You are, you're definitely going to feel like you've been lied to and you've been robbed and that's going to be there and that's okay and in fact you're very justified to feel that because in a lot of cases literally this history has been burned and destroyed and they've done everything to keep it away from us mm. however and this is, does not devolve anybody of any uh, of all responsibilities but however most of the people alive today they weren't the ones that were there burning it. Yeah. Whether that be whether that be your mum and dad who you might get angry at for not telling you anything. Maybe they didn't know either. Mm. And, and maybe maybe your neighbour who's um you know, who's white probably definitely doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> if we're being honest. Yeah. And and if you well and if it does come across that there is someone that knew this and kept quiet, then yeah, maybe have a go at them because <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but but um so you said don't go into it with a joining a team. Mindset. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. What mindset would you would you have gone into it with, knowing what you know? I would have gone into it more so just as an opportunity to build myself up and mm -hmm. and to maybe even boost self esteem about about my skin. And mm -hmm. that's that's not so much playing for a team as it is just playing for your own better development, mm -hmm. whilst inadvertently kind of doing things team that are team oriented yeah. it's a good half of the team spirit you know okay. uh let's let's delve into that a little bit deeper mm. you talk about you know building your esteem yeah um obviously you're at the time anyway you were young yeah you were well i guess you're probably like in the mid yeah in the thick of puberty yes uh trying to figure out where your place is yeah as a young yeah well, not t as a teen at yeah. the time, but moving into young adulthood. Yeah. Um, you're black. Yeah. You're living in the UK, which is a predominantly um, white yeah. um, yes. country. Yeah. What did that do for you in terms of how you felt about yourself? And, you know, you talk about it built your self-esteem. Yeah. Why? What, what, what mental place were you coming from? So I've always, when I was younger, one, I was, as you know, very quiet. Mm -hmm. Very, the primary school teachers always had something to say to mommy about me. Like, oh, he doesn't seem to want to talk to any of the, <laughs> the kids in the school. He eats alone, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> These times, I don't, I think, I don't think it was that they didn't like me. I think it was like, I didn't like them. Yeah. That's what mommy says anyway. <laughs> he but, was always a, a bit of a lone ranger yeah. anyway. And yeah. so I wasn't, 
I wasn't even really... I was so in my head mm. as a kid that I wasn't even aware that I was black. Especially though, though we live in a predominantly white um country where we grew up in our in our little estate that's closed off from society mm. unfortunately in areas that are poverty stricken is where you tend to find the most ethnic minorities yeah so i kind of grew up with the false impression yeah which so thank god i found my history mm. but i kind of grew up with a false impression that hey there's lots of us out here yeah so to speak and then my primary school was basically a nigerian school <laughs> yeah <laughs> To be it honest, was. it really was. And then, and even my secondary school was pretty. It was very diverse. Yeah. But there, I started to see that oh, there's a lot more of these guys yeah. coming out. I don't know where they came from. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I thought yeah. we were always here. So, and I didn't. I didn't know until I got until year eight. I didn't even. I'd heard about slavery. Mm. And I remember you guys had the Roots DVD. Yeah. And but we weren't allowed to watch it. <laughs> And I remember yeah. one time walking in and it's the scene where he's eating meat and shackles. I'm like, this is a weird film. Yeah. I was like, to be honest, I'll tell you where my mind went was the only time I'd seen like uh, handcuffs and stuff was images where, again, I'm told to close my eyes, basically, yeah. so yeah. to speak. Those kind of scenes. Um, so I had no idea what was even going on or what had gone on. Mm-hmm. And then, so what learning did was one made me bought me took me out of an unconscious state and took me out of my head it was mm-hmm. good to be in your head you need to also exist in the real world yeah. and made me aware that being the way i am is going to come with a certain type of treatment yeah and the way you are yeah being black yes being and, black and male and male yeah yeah there's gonna there's gonna be certain things that come to you that won't come to others mm-hmm. or might come to others but you might get them at a higher or lower proportion mm-hmm. um so it, I guess it braced me mm-hmm. for, I don't want to call it a fall because you get back up, but it braced, it braced me for, it braced me for the fall that happens when you eventually start to integrate into a wider society. Mm-hmm. And, um, it also meant that I wouldn't, cause imagine I was, imagine I didn't know I was black and I know that, but like, that would just mean someone could come up to me like, oh, Rio, you know what we like about you, Rio, mate? You just, you're just always a good, you're always up for a laugh. Like the other day, Steve was saying that you love bananas because of your people. And you, you, Leo, <laughs> you said that to me, you said that, you said that to Jerome or whatever. You had a go at us. But yeah. you, you get it. I would, and, and not knowing that you're there, the puppet, yeah. <laughs> that would have got, got to me. And there's a lot of people in that situation who genuinely don't know, are very, very unconscious at the moment of who they are mm-hmm. in in general to be honest maybe even beyond skin color yeah. um and so i would have been letting a lot of things slide but i had i had this knowledge i developed to fall back on i'd say okay yeah. so tell me about some of your favorite books um, that you've read that have really yeah. elevated your education on black history black african history yeah all of the slave trade because i'm looking at one of those books right yeah now. oh we're, we're yet to we're yet to get to even read that book okay. but, yeah. but um so the first the first book and it's a big book and it costs 60 pounds it does and it's it's wordy but it's worth it mm. It's worth it. And if, you, if you're if you really down to get educated about your history, £60 on a book that can potentially give you the kick in the yash you need to get to where you need to go in life, yeah. that's that's a cheap price to pay for knowledge. That's yeah. a cheap price to pay. 
um, when we ruled by Robin Walker. Um, so Robin Walker is a British, black British scholar, okay. and he essentially put together this. Let me get the book as well, so I can okay. just have some kind of recall. But he put together. Right. So this is this is like this is where I'd say you should start if you're a reader. Mm-hmm. This is where I'd say you should start with this book. Um, even if you're not, push yourself. Push yourself. Mm. This is this this is a good place to start for anybody. Um, but this goes from through all of African history, mm-hmm. um, pre-colonial, colonial, and and but not too much post-colonial. But um, um and when you because because a lot of this these terms are going to be new to people. Yeah. So when you say pre-colonial, okay. post-colonial. Right, so Break that down. colonialism, um, colonialism was when um, people from the side, the western side of the world, went to Africa to, um, to kind of bring them over to their culture, which they believed was more civilized, yeah. so to speak, and so they colonized. Yeah, them. yeah. So they bought and they bought um, their religion and and their languages and, and the the whole lot. And then uh, if you. An Independence Day, if just in case someone doesn't know what that is, um, which fair enough, yeah, you know, um, uh, is when a country is freed from from the from their colonial powers, so to speak. The Western countries no longer have a say that they kind of do because they kind of put in people that are puppets. But that's not, that's not. <laughs> um, and so something that is um, pre-colonial history mm-hmm. is the history about Africa before. For all of that, yeah, um, because often, if you know anything about African history, it's mm-hmm. usually what happened when the settlers arrived and thereafter. Because when the settlers arrived, slavery arrived, and then after that, then Africa modernized, quote unquote, and then we, you know, and then people started to take an interest in our politics and stuff in South Africa, apartheid and whatnot. So that's the history that if you know, if you've even heard any, that's the, what you're most likely to know. Okay. Um, so pre-colonial is important is because it tells you what was happening before before we got to that episode, yeah. so to speak. So Africa in its purest form. Yeah, yeah, in its purest form. So he goes through number one, what is Black history mm-hmm. and why why it's important. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, this is good. Yeah, and then he there's a in, short introduction. Then he will go to North Africa, West Africa, Ethiopia, Southern Africa, East African coast. Then he also talks about. Um, um, so this is this the reason why it's a good place to start as well is it he'll show you where to go from here. Okay. So he also talks about who are the reliable historical sources um, to read in order to get um, more knowledge on this. Suppose you don't want to finish this daunting book, mm-hmm. and so he talks about someone like um, Ibn Battuta, who was a I think he was a trader and a scholar, and so he was he was literally living in and around Africa mm-hmm. um, at that time. And he noted down a lot of the things that were going on and what he saw with his with his own eyes, grant grant you, because anyone can come and make up stories about their country. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um and even even the on Egypt he talks about how the ancient Greeks used to travel there to study, how they write about what was going on um in Egypt. Uh and then he talks about black women mm-hmm. and the role that black women play in history. Um mm-hmm. from like a very biological level, being that <laughs> Well, the black woman—not <laughs> to Umar Johnson on people, but yeah. really is the original woman, so mm-hmm. to or the original human, so to speak. Um, because I think within you, you guys complain con- contain every single genome and 
everything and anything that kind of comes after that is just a variation of you guys, mm-hmm. so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, Powerful. Come on. Real to stuff. all the women listening. Yeah, man. Black women listening, sorry, I should say. Yeah, and then... Um, and then everything and the con- controversies about dates and stuff and race. Because, again, there has been an attempt on some of this information to kind of misconstrue things. Like people that argue the Egyptians were white. and then But then he'll point to uh, who's another good guy to read. Sheikh Anta Diop, who actually carried out um, studies where he took skin samples from mummies. And the melanin content that came black that came back was <laughs> came black, black. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah yeah that was right that was right the first time that came black yeah. um was enough to prove that they were um black and and if you look at i mean oh, they can't see this but if you type in when we ruled you look at the front cover that is um queen or uh princess t um pharaoh t and yeah she's gorgeous i'll be honest with you she kind of <laughs> looks like she kind of looks like your mum's best photo in like her prime so to speak with the afro and afro the nice big earrings. earrings yeah but that's Great that's brows. that's an ancient egyptian depicted by ancient egyptians okay. so that should show you how they thought they looked okay. so and you can't really dispute that okay. um so yeah i would definitely start here and okay. you might find yourself enjoying it Mm. You might find yourself in... I hope you do. Do you know yeah. what? I? It's funny because Rio's been telling me to read this book <laughs> probably since the beginning of time. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but I actually am now intrigued. Mm. To be fair, if they had this in audio yeah. format, oh, boy. that would be brilliant. I, yeah. it, it, I might do a YouTube dumb. search. If I find anything, yeah. I'll link it. Well, so um, in going on from that, I would then recommend for you the Akala talk mm-hmm. because Akala's teacher is the person that wrote this book, oh, Robin Walker. Walker. Okay. Yeah, so a lot of the stuff that he takes, he's obviously done his own um, primary research as well, but a lot of it is secondary data from this book. Okay. Um, so I'd say if you want to see this in a more visual way, mm-hmm. definitely look at Akala's Oxford Union address on okay. youtube i will link it yeah. in the episode notes as well oh, thank you, you so much for that i want to talk about mm. current affairs Ooh. and then we'll yeah. end with a, a quick just your your final thoughts yeah so when we t- I, I want to bring it to a more um present yeah um frame of mind yeah and talk about things like things that happen in everyday life mm. Um, and probably that you'll have experienced yeah. growing up or, or in your adult life. Yeah. Um, and what impact they have on you or have had on you or could have on somebody like you. Yeah. So let's talk about, um, you know, that the, there's been a number of cases of police brutality. Yeah. Um, I, I guess murder at the hand of the police force. Yeah. Um, of uh, black people yeah um throughout time yeah across the world yeah um we can think of some very recent uk examples and us examples yes yeah. um but a lot of the recent chatter about the black lives matter movement has been um in this year anyway yeah has been as a result of the killing of george floyd yeah before that um which wasn't police related armad Aubrey, and you know we could go on and on yeah um what goes through your mind when you turn on the news or when you go on social media and you see things like that happening um, or, or really like kicking off yeah. um, in terms of news? Where does your head go? Um, and what, what 
I guess what are what are your ways of managing that information? Yeah. As a black man. So, well, the first of of course instinctively, it's hard to escape your instincts. You can only learn to tame them. Um, but the first place my head goes to is like anger, mm. rage. But sadly, and I think this is the case for a lot of black people mm. in general, the first place it goes to is, again, mm. like, it's, it's, it goes to a place of numbness now. Yeah. It's more, I get more sad than I get angry about these things now. Mm-hmm. And not sad in a kind of way, but yeah. I mean, at some point, yeah. But more so in just like a kind of like, just kind of feel like it's hopeless. Mm. Um, so, and because we need to keep hope alive, I tried to get out of there, um, of that mindset as fast as I can and then and then it kind of goes back to disappointment again is because it's like damn we're always it seems as if we're and I'm not blaming us and I say us because I'm a part of it but it always seems like we react when it happens and it's like I wish and this is no easy feat but I wish we were able to mobilize and do something to prevent it to happen or we could at least be better at bracing ourselves because it always seems like it i mean and it happens on a daily basis anyway it's mm. just some just don't get revolted yeah um and but it's like they, so yeah so then I, I try these days i try to take my place to a brain of what can we do what what are some what would be a fun what would be a functional way to use this anger this rage mm-hmm. or this passion mm. um towards towards this instant and so to speak uh, and would you say that you would associate trauma or would you say that your response is a trauma response when mm. you hear things like that? Or have you ever been through an experience yeah. that you knew was a, as a result of racism mm. um, that, you know, traumatised you in any way? Mm. Um, and how have you coped with that or how have you dealt with that? And if not, then yeah, has everything that's happening now mm. prepared you for that? Yeah, well... I've had I've had run like run-ins um with like microaggression mm. so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um so I know I know what it is. I know what it is very well to be perceived in a way that you're just not. I know what it is to be only seen by like the color of your skin and I mean that would be nice if they didn't try to infer anything from it but mm. then so but I know unfortunately some of the connotations in some people's eyes that come with my color of skin is like this either run <laughs> like cross the road <laughs> yeah. or whatever or mm-hmm. or yell something at him or or ask him oh are you really reading that book and the person if they're listening i doubt it who knows <laughs> yeah. but if they're listening that was i think that was one of my most reactive um moments was when um someone in sixth form mm-hmm. um and what annoyed me was that like, it would come from such an insecure place um uh, a white guy yeah um was making jokes on the table and they just weren't landing and they were laughing at him yeah and i giggled a little bit and then he was like oh Rio," and i had a book on the table i might even been this book he was like yeah. oh you talk about all this philosophical stuff but like do you even read and i was like am i it i just froze and i just because i was like this person before this, he had been buddy buddy with me. Yeah. Like, oh, really? Oh, yeah. 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 He, he seemed to me like a cool guy. I liked a sense of humor. Yeah. He always seemed to be up for a laugh, good vibes. And then, but the where he came from there, mm-hmm. I could tell was 
because it was so quick yeah and it was almost as if premeditated in an unconscious sense maybe as an unconscious vibes yeah Yeah. and he hit me with it and he got a good shot especially at that time (laughs) because i hadn't read all the books i wanted to anyway yeah but um but he got a good shot in and i remember like my foot i was really gonna take him outside and like and beat him up and i remember like i did the whole i did the thing of you put your arm around them and then you take them out you take them out the classroom just in case the teacher's looking mm. also so he can't go anywhere yeah and then i got there and i was so ready to hit him and i was like you know what you're reading for a reason so now use this as a time to educate him mm. and i did i wouldn't even you know i wouldn't call it educate i'd call it schooling because yeah. it, it was a bit aggressive yeah <laughs> there was hands in the face when i was speaking <laughs> so you know what, what was saying? the message that you gave to him in that moment well first i i had to tell him that I saw it was very see-through where his comment was coming from. I was like, you don't like the fact that, number one, you wanted to do philosophy for longer and you got dropped off and I stayed on. Mm. And you don't like the fact that you're maybe losing what you deem to be your social positioning in the classroom because all all you can rely on is your humour sometimes. Mm-hmm. And now you want to have a go at me and come at me for reading, though I'm trying to better myself. And perhaps maybe if you did that, you would be more educated to say something as silly as this, which means that I have to now break apart your character in front of your face. So it kind of went like that. <laughs> okay. And and you know what? And yeah. that's, that's a, a very interesting viewpoint because mm, actually, funny yeah. enough, I would have thought that you would have gone down the path of assuming yeah or and even letting him know that you've made this assumption that he is only saying that about you because you're black yeah because he doesn't expect you to be well read yeah or more intelligent yeah but you actually kept race out of it yeah and you stripped it back to you know just simple human human interaction yeah because yeah Yeah. well because i mean and it is it's we're we're not we're not we're not denying it wasn't race involved it definitely Mm, was we heard what you said Mm. um but race his prejudice against race or someone's prejudice against a certain sex or anybody is the symptom it's not it's not the actual root cause it's not the actual illness itself mm. so to speak and with most people when anyone some somebody's prejudiced towards a person or a thing or a place mm-hmm. in a very in a even in an unbiased way it it's most likely stems from an insecurity of some kind mm-hmm. or so to speak or miseducation as well or combination of the two yeah. because everyone's insecure and a lot of most people are miseducated as well so it tends to come out in very ugly ways and i knew and that funny enough that actually yeah when i reflect on that because that brings me on to how i guess i've been feeling which is um Mm. in regards to dealing with issues of race because race is definitely a problem that has to be tackled yeah and there's no denying that and all of the other ills all of the other isms Mm. that i mentioned um because like even life for like trans or lgbtq people and then they have to deal with the the crossover that has with their race as well and their gender Mm -hmm. and a lot of these things i don't think i don't i think they're all attitude problems actually Mm. and it sounds so cliche but sometimes the most cliche things are really the most true but i think for everybody in life in general but Mm. in particular for if you really, if you're not black and you want to educate yourself on what you can do to not be a part of the problem and a part of the solution, mm-hmm. and if you're black and you 
feel that because we're a part of our solution too mm-hmm. so if you want to be a part of the solution if you're a human being and you want to be a part of the solution for a better tomorrow yeah. then the best place to start is maybe by looking inward yeah and maybe realizing that like to so before you say something racist to somebody you'll be like damn well actually i've been in that position where someone's assumed something about me mm. with little to or false knowledge and I saw what it did to me, which is probably why I'm even here saying this to them, so to speak. And then, or you, and I don't, I don't recommend this straight away for everybody because some, a lot of us are dealing with this at different rates and our trauma differently. But even as a black person, mm-hmm. understand that you're, and this is not a condemning or saying that the way we're moving is wrong, by the way, mm-hmm. but understand that you're just as capable of, as, of prejudice as, as, as a, as a, as a black person as as much as a white person is mm. and i also think we should be mindful of the way we're we're reacting because a lot of the things we're now doing have a very uncanny resemblance to what they did to us um and i'm not saying that we're right or wrong mm-hmm. in what we're doing but let's just watch it because right now we're trying to erase history in some cases like throwing statues off into a river and i don't think those statues should have been up in the first place believe me Mm. there's no need to have someone's oppressor being praised that's from any point of view but definitely from a psychological point of view it makes little to no sense especially if you're then as a country inviting these people over but should we forget that the event happened i I wouldn't encourage that Mm. i wouldn't encourage that i think be aware always be aware Mm -hmm. be aware that it happened and where that statue should go i i don't I, I don't even know and maybe the river might actually be the best place but we're now almost unconsciously mirroring their behavior to us because we've been we've been under their foot for a long time and we're tired of it mm. and i'm tired as well and i'm not gonna lie when i saw that statue rolling up the street <laughs> i was here for it yeah i was i really was but on on looking at it, it's like I want to be better than them. Mm. I don't want to be like them, mm. so to speak. And when yeah. I just want to clarify that when we refer to they, them, um, yeah. we are referring to anybody who is, you know, inciting violence um, mm. or any negative behaviour towards black people. Yeah. Um, because them or they is not all white people or all Asian people yeah. or all people yeah. who are not black yeah. it's just people who um feel the need to create separation um or fear yeah. um or you know violence yeah. um against a group of people in this instance it's black people mm. it's, um, all, it's all prejudiced people yeah it's just who we're going for um mm. and so i think that's a very powerful powerful way to kind of bring the conversation to uh it's it's peak mm. and, and i don't want to say it's end yeah because this is for me yeah a conversation an uncomfortable one yeah we need to keep having yeah not just this week not just black history month yeah but constantly constantly, constantly. as much as we can as much as it pops into our minds yeah there's so many things going on around the world um that this naturally won't always take center stage in yeah the way that it has yeah. in the past couple of weeks yeah um but I do encourage everybody to um, do what you can to educate yourself yeah. as much as you feel comfortable with yeah. um, and it's, as much as you're ready for. Yeah. 
it's like yeah. it's like um it's like saving money mm. is what educating yourself is like you're you're preparing yourself for a rainy day because there were times I was reading I was like oh, I'm not I'm not in a debate team <laughs> do you know what I'm saying <laughs> yeah. but um you never know when you're gonna need that those reserves mm. of of information of knowledge or of money money and knowledge are power mm-hmm. and the most powerful things you can have in this world like and sometimes and like you said you have to save at your own rate if you're getting in a certain amount a month mm. don't just put all of it in your savings because then you're just saving to take it out again when you need it yeah so to speak but go at your own rate and ease yourself into it but have a have a have a holistic goal in mind yeah like don't even african history is where we start but really and truly african history is world history and world history is african history so even by educating yourself about other places and what's going on there, you're going to learn more about Africa as well. Mm. So the best thing for all of us is to be aware yeah. as much as we can be. Yeah. Uh, also, I want to say, just in case, I'm not against necessarily the efforts of protests and riots. Looting, I'll stand here and definitely say I'm not here for looting. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Especially if you're going for small businesses because uh, some of them are black-owned. Mm. But... um. But rioting and protests, I'm I'm against people that say it doesn't get anything done because it draws attention, it draws awareness. Mm-hmm. And that's that is getting a lot done. Mm. That's at least clearing the first couple of hurdles. And but those are as difficult as they are to do, those are the easier things to do. And the next steps, I think we've done all the easy things now. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately all that's left to do is the very difficult heavy lifting. And a good way to start training would be to force yourself to read a page or to watch a documentary yeah and prepare yourself for a tough journey because you're gonna have to move a lot to get to get the change we want yeah thank you so much rio mm. um if anything you've inspired me so if nobody listens to this which is <laughs> unlikely highly yeah. unlikely especially in these current times yeah if anything you've inspired me to want to educate myself because mm. i will very likely be bringing black children into this world yes um Ooh. Well, God willing. <laughs> Biology willing, I'm ready whatever. To be your uncle, man. Um, but also, f- from the um, standpoint of somebody who maybe isn't black, you're mm. likely to interact with a black person, um, yeah. or have some dealings with somebody who is African or you know, yeah, of of that descent. Um, and if you want to have an honest and open conversation with somebody about what's going on right now. Mm some of the stuff that we've talked about today is a great place to yeah start, so. and we literally only scraped Scratch the surface, the surface. Yeah. i could go on and i think she knows that uh, I, I, do. <laughs> I do but yeah. i think we've we've got the key resources in here i'll link them all down below if you guys yes. want to follow rear down on his socials um i will link those down below as well and he mm. will be back this week yes. um as i'll be doing a another episode um which is a um black owned business um feature um with rio and my other brother ruben on their events um business so we'll we'll, we'll be you know going a little bit lighter for the next time you you hear from yes. me but it's been insightful it's been inspiring it's been and it has been highly conscious yes yes so thank you rio you're welcome man and uh we'll have you on again soon fantastic